gentlemen, to the greatest podcast on earth. Step right up and experience the magnificence that is the Two Ring Circus Podcast. You'll gasp. <gasps> you'll laugh. <laughs> and you'll be amazed at what comes next. Amazing. Don't worry about the smell. It's just the stars of our show, Tom Italiano. Oh, hey. <laughs> and Matt Bradshaw. What are you doing? Welcome. <laughs> oh, hi, Matt. G'day, mate. What's going on there? There. Oh, <laughs> Scritchy's too. Scritchy's making an appearance. She does that. Yeah. There. How's, how's your week? Hey, my we- Oh. <laughs> Hi. What's up? <laughs> oh, it's the Three Ring Circus. Why now? Why now? I don't know. Because you know we're doing something. Crazy cat. Haven't you been fed? Should we start again? <laughs> no. <laughs> nah, it doesn't matter. Take two. Doesn't matter. No. Oh, we can. She's great. Do you want to start again? Oh, I don't mind. No, I'm good. I don't care. <laughs> She's all right. To be a, to be fair, our listeners will expect this kind of interruption every now and then. Yeah. From someone or something. Yeah. We've actually been pretty good. We generally don't get interrupted. We also generally are the ones that interrupt each other. <laughs> Occasionally we get back on track to the thing we were talking about before. Occasionally. <laughs> Luckily, we haven't started yet, so we haven't been derailed. Oh. Yeah. No. All right then. Well, in that case... What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Food poisoning. I had food poisoning. Mm. Yes. I no longer do. Mm. I actually had the thought today, I have never felt this good. <laughs> That's what he said to me on the phone. Because <laughs> I had never felt that bad. <laughs> <laughs> You've, you've had food, food poisoning before, though. Gastro. Yeah, I think I have twice. I don't... Um, I don't remember it being as bad as this. Yeah, right. Uh, but I think maybe it's just my... It's my most recent experience. Yeah. Um, but that was not good. It was highly unpleasant. Um, food poisoning does tend to be the sort of thing that a lot of people... A lot of people say, like... Like when they say they've had the flu. It's like... You haven't had the flu. You've just... You've, you've Actually, you've just got a cold. So a lot yeah, of people okay. kind of just get sick yeah. for whatever reason. Vomit. Yeah. And, you know, in the next day they're fine. Yeah, well, That's I wasn't not fine. not what no. food poisoning's like. Well, I've, it was five days for me. <laughs> yeah. Dude. Yeah. You poor thing. And it was five days of being lulled into a false sense of security as well a couple of times, kind of going, I feel really good, so I'll eat that. And then, mm. well, maybe it's gone. It's not gone. I think I still got it a bit. I just feel way better. I just, I've eaten two boxes of all brand in the last two days, so. Okay. I, my theory was high fiber, soak up, whatever, fluids there. Okay. Just to, yeah, to, yeah. It's a, well, the theory worked. Okay. I think I was on the arse end of it anyway. Yeah, well, that's, well, I've got a face I think on. It, to run its course. Mm. Alright. Yep. Anything else you want to add to that? It's water under the bridge. Okay. Is that the last one? <laughs> I don't know. I might squirt another one in no. somewhere. <laughs> Terrible. Thanks. <laughs> hey, I found a cool, cool new game. 
um, called PDQ, Pretty Darn Quick, it's mm-hmm. called. We should play it on the podcast. Okay. So it's just a deck of cards, and each card has a letter on it. And you put down three cards, and then you have to come up with a word that has those three letters in it. Oh, wow. Really fun. Wow. Yeah, and then we, it's not in the game, but then I added a twist to the game where you have to add... Here's the thing. So the idea is to be the first person to spit out a word, but that's kind of a bit like, you know, too uh, competitive. So I was like, you, everyone can get their word out, whatever. So the next part of the game is you then have to make a sentence with your word, and if you make the second sentence, you have to make a sentence with both words, and if there's three people playing, you have to make a sentence with three words. Really fun. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Come on, okay. Would that be fun to listen to? No. <laughs> no, it might be, because then you'd have, like, three letters. Let's say I pick th- I'll, I'll pick three letters now, all right? Imagine these three letters uh. with, with your uh, your mind's eye, right? Mm-hmm. Um, P-K-G. Mm. Package. Right. Mm. Um, um, I don't know if I can come up with it. Because I, I just said the words. So package is a good one. Um, I'm learning the rules as we go along. Like so many games, you learn the rules better by just kind of playing it and yeah, working instead out. of listening to a podcast. Unlike when yeah. my kids and I played uh, the game of life and we realised that there was one entire deck, the main deck of cards, that hadn't been used all oh. game. None of us noticed. Didn't need them. Well, no, but might have missed the point a little bit. <laughs> Except game of life, it's a bit weird. I've not played it. Do you understand the premise of it even? No, I don't, I've never played it. I don't uh, know. It's a board yeah. game where you you are born and, you know, get an education or, you know, leave school and or, like go to college or yeah. don't go to college and get a job and just make life choices. Right. Different paths. Kids, marriage, retirement, death. Okay. Yeah, it's fucking weird. <laughs> I won. You are winning at the game. Unlike real... Oh. No, you are, man. same coin. Yeah, no, you're doing great. Am I? Yeah. Yeah, you you have a life that many people would uh, be envious of. Yeah. Yeah. Not all people, but many. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's absolutely true. And you can't have it all. That's the thing, like, you know, so... No. You're that kind of person, uh, a little bit like me, where people say, oh, it must be so good to just, like, drop everything and go, like, you know, just see your mate on a holiday somewhere. And we're like, yes, it would. It'll also be great to have two kids in a marriage that's running really, really well and, you know, <laughs> have a good, reti- have good, a good retirement plan. Also Don't have that. But if the reality was that you can just drop everything and just go on holiday. Well, that's my point. But, like, what all people see is the fact that, oh, you and I just decided to, to pop to Perth for two days to see our mate. It's like, oh, it must be so great. You can just drop everything. Actually, we planned for six weeks to do that. Mm. Just drop everything. Yeah. Mm. Um, so okay, so but it must be great, by the way. Yeah, it must yeah, be. Yeah, yeah. Package. Yeah. What happens next? So now you make a sentence out of package. I do. Yeah. Or you do. No, you do because you came up with the word. Oh, that's the idea. Sweet package, Dom. Oh, great. Um, I can't think of another word that has those things in it. Um, but if I did, uh, was it? Peking. Yeah. 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 Peking. Stop picking up a package. <laughs> okay. So that's the game. Right. Yeah. And if the third person was there, it's like, stop picking up a picking package. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hey. Yeah. Um, I was watching, 
So um, when I can't sleep, and I had one of those nights last night, I I, I um, went to bed at about half past twelve, and woke up at about half past four, and then I was just done, awake. Mm, very annoying. It's happened to be two Sundays in a row. Eek. Yeah, uh, Liam, it's fine. It's not the end of the world. Just everyone's fucking tired, so it's fine. <laughs> everyone is. Um, but I, my current regimen when I wake up in the middle of the night is to. I've been working my way through the two Ronnies series. Two Ronnies were Best. English comics. Did you in see the, the late sixties, early seventies? Where he's in the art. Oh, you're not through to the most recent stuff they did. Oh no! Towards the end. No, 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 no. Oh, so that's no, actually starting gold. from the start. Yeah, it's it's really because yeah. inter- I've I mean I've only ever seen bits and pieces, so it's really interesting to watch them all back to back and watch how it progresses, and certainly watch the who's writing for them. Like okay. The principal writer on episode three of the third series is John Cleese. Yeah, of course. And yeah. Graham Chapman. Yeah, yeah. Because they they did a lot of writing together, and it's really obvious. Like when you see it. They, they feel like Monty Python sketches. It's, <laughs> cool. a re- it's a really different it's a different thing than what they... Do you know... So I don't know if anyone knows who I'm talking about because it's, it's a fucking long time ago. That's all right. Um, uh, you know the two Ronnies, obviously. Ronnie, Ronnie Corbett, Barker. Ronnie Barker. Yeah, Ronnie Barker, Ronnie yeah. Corbett, English comics. Um, the story... You might know this story. The story goes that um, they had a team of writers and Spike Milligan wrote for yeah. them and... And lots of, like, classic British comedy writers wrote their material for them. Um, but they started getting material from a guy named um, Gerard Wiley. Uh, they got this really great sketch, and, and um, they were trying to work out how they could get in touch with him to see if they could actually use it or not. Who was it? It was Ronnie Barker. Yeah. He stood yeah. up at a production meeting. They said, we, just, we need to find out who this guy is. <laughs> I'm Gerard Wiley. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently the production team said, no one likes a smart ass. But yeah, so he was always, always listed as Gerard Wiley on the the credits. Yeah, pretty cool. Anyway, so, uh, had to get into that. When I can't sleep, I was watching that. Is that why you can't sleep? Because it's a really good reason to wake up in the middle of the night to watch the two Ronnies. Ah, it's pretty cute. Yeah. No, no. I used to watch them as a kid because obviously, you know, um, I spent the first 10 years of my life in the UK when they were still making stuff. Yeah, right. So that was, you know, Sunday night viewing after yeah, Sheepdog Trials. Well, because two channels, three channels? Technically, by the time I was a kid, we we had BBC One, BBC Two, something else which didn't play very often. It was like Test Pattern most of the time oh, and ITV. ITV. Yeah. Yeah, right. Uh, so... I think when in 87 when we left oh by the time I went back when I was in year 11 which was 94 I went back and people started having Sky TV and it was Isn't like crazy amazing I mean I, it's um, the way technology has ramped up oh. the on de- the on demand nature of the world we live in now yeah it's just fucking remarkable it's glorious it's absolutely glorious. Because I, mean, I grew up in country South Australia and we had two TV channels. We had the ABC. Yeah. And, you know, I was four. I watched the ABC because the ABC was all about news and current affairs. Yeah. Play school in the, uh, in the morning, but that's, that's pretty well it. And, uh, and one of those weird regional stations that kind of 
tries to get you to think it's like a really good one because it's called Win, but really it's just a crap version <laughs> of the City one. <laughs> Did you do this on the last podcast? Yeah, yeah right. Uh, no, this was GTSBKN. Jeez. I know. I don't yeah. even know what it stood for. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't understand how those regional stations work because they weren't, if my memory is correct, they, they didn't just have all programs from Channel 7 or all programs from Channel 9. They had just shit from everywhere. They yeah, just, they were just licensed stuff. Is that how it works? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, right. Um, Plus, the stuff back then, it would have been like, oh, the tape's arrived, we can play it to broadcast it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, um, I, I'll tell you, uh, I, I, maybe in the course of this story, I'll be able to remember why I brought up watching the two Ronnies. Because you've been not sleeping, so that's what your original Yeah, is. yeah, but... Yeah, maybe that's what it was. Huh. Anyway. Um, <laughs> but I woke up from... I'm going to do... There's nothing more boring in this world than having someone tell you what their dreams are when they first wake up in the morning. Oh, really? I do that all the time. There's nothing more boring than anyone telling you. <laughs> really? I'll have to check that. I'm going to give you a really quick, weird, fucking weird... I had an... When I've been really stressed in the world... There's nothing more boring. Yeah. Right. I've had... Uh, can you start calling me in the morning when you wake up? <laughs> <laughs> hey, buddy, do you want to hear my dream? All right. <laughs> All right, mate. Do you want to hear mine? No, it's boring. <laughs> um, when I'm really stressed, I have nightmares. And I used to get them really badly. Yeah. Uh, but I don't, I, you know, I occasionally have kind of bad dreams. I had a really weird experience last night, though. I, I dreamt that... Um, Dreamt, I dreamt that I woke up and there was someone in my bed and it was a mate of ours or someone you and I know in a, not naked in a suit but like a bear suit? so half in <laughs> no half in bed half out and like leaning over the top of me with like a really fucking manic crazed kind of grin okay so that was so I woke up and that was looking at me so I woke up with a massive start and then tried to fight him off. And then realized in my dream that I was only dreaming. So I kind of relaxed a bit, but somewhere, somewhere in the struggle, managed to get two fingers in his mouth for whatever reason. <laughs> um, and then in my dream, realized my fingers were wet and went, oh God, you're really here. So. I was what? Yeah, so I had this weird dream within a dream thing, and I woke up from that, and there was fucking no way I was going back to sleep. Uh. It was really quite horrific, and it's still like I can picture every moment of it right now. And it was obviously it was yeah. some hours ago because wow. it's now half past ten at night. Yeah, and you how many two Ronnie's episodes did you watch? Uh, two, uh. forty-five minutes each. Whoa. Yeah. Do you know what uh, when you said? Um, when I'm stressed, I have nightmares. You know what went through my head? <laughs> like it, that sentence sounds like the lyric of a chorus of a song of like our favourite 70s, 80s, 90s rock bands when they've tried to write songs recently when the principal songwriter isn't involved anymore. Right. And like, are they, they write great music, right? But their lyrics are just crummy as hell. And they're like, you're like, oh, you still, you can still sing. And you guys play great. In fact, everything about this sounds amazing and it's really, really good. But this is awful. Why isn't, can't anyone tell you that you can't write lyrics? 
Yes. Yes. This isn't in direct relation to the new Steve Perry song, it's, is it? Yes, it is. Is it? God, it's terrible. Oh, my God. The vocal's cool. Like, the way he's, like he's older, clearly, <sighs> and he's got a bit of a drawl about him, but he's still singing, like, beautifully. The lyrics are unbelievably awful. Yeah. And even the p- point where, like, the title of a song, which I can't remember off the top of my head. but Erasing. Oh, yeah, Erasing. I'm Erasing. Like, it's... Like, that's such a weak... Weak. ...set of syllables. Yep. You know, and so even that, you kind of... As a, it's like, like a working title. It's like Unskinny Bop. No, Unskinny Bop, <laughs> like, totally works as a song. Like, even like... So, yes, I know I what you mean. Sense that it was yeah, a the, title, it was a working title. Just, it's like, oh. Yeah, even Susudio, which is a working title. Do you oh, know yeah. the story of that? No. Oh, yes, I know it's a you, working title. Well, the Susudio is like... Because Phil Collins, as it turns out, writes songs the way I do, which is like he just makes a bunch of noise and then sings a bunch of things, yeah, yeah. sounds, yeah. and then he turns, he takes from the sound an idea of, oh, that sounds like that word, and then writes a lyric around the, the thing that he thinks it sounds like. Yeah. So we wrote the studio, right, wrote the verses, got to the chorus and went, I, I actually don't have anything. I can't think of anything that goes with it. I'll just keep what I had. Yeah, right. Which is to Susudio. Like, it's not anything. It doesn't mean anything. Um, but I love that he just went, sounds cool. Ah, whatever. You know, the rest of the song works. Um, but this Steve Perry song, it's like, oh, it's, it's great. The playing's great. Yeah, it sounds great. It I love the way, like, I, like he's an older fella. And he, I love his phrasing in it. Apart from what he's saying, it's like, you just think, I found like that with, you know, some of the older guys, you know, the Sebastian, last Sebastian Bach record where the vocals are just insane. Right. Incredible. Right. And the songs are not. <laughs> and it's it's hard because, like, you kind of hold these people up to a standard of what, you know, what, like the combination of what they had in the past with the people that they played with and the songs they were part of. And, you know, they weren't, really the principal songwriters um the material was so classic um and I think something happens to them it's like I think with like say people like Beyonce like isn't anyone telling them that this is crummy oh clearly not like I don't think that you know the producers like um what's his face remember you played me that um last Kanye West thing it's like are these people so famous and so um I don't know. I'm just surrounded by yes men. Unpeachable? Whatever the word is. I don't even have the word. See, I can't even think properly when I think about it because I'm so stunned that no one's saying, this needs a bit of work, dudes. Mm. Like, it's it's 90% there, but, you know. And I think, yeah, a lot of people who don't care about lyrics and stuff will forgive it, but I think that's the thing about their past successes is they... There were people in the team that went, not good enough yet, not good enough yet. We need, oh, we're nearly there. We're nearly there. Maybe, actually, do you know what? I said surrounded by yes men, but maybe when you talk about the Steve Perrys of the world, um, maybe they're so re- removed and the industry is so kind of fragmented now that they actually don't have a team of people. No, they've I, got, I, they've yeah. got the musos yeah. to play the parts. The musos aren't going to say... To the, to the guy who's hired them, 
Yeah. It's very wow. unlikely for the muso to say. Yeah. Is that the best you can do? Particularly, particularly if that's single. after he hasn't done anything for how many years? And people love it. Yeah. I mean, the most of the reaction I've seen is because, like I said, the, like you can really. I'm not trying to trash it. No. Because I can hear how beautiful the playing is. I can hear great it sounds. I love the way he sings it. Um, and it's there's no, there's not a lot of messing around with the vocal. It's like it's it's wavery. It's yeah, it's quivers yeah, yeah. in the right spots. Like it adds a live vocal. Yeah, with yeah. Not a lot of yeah, work it done feels, on it. Feels pretty real. Yep. Um, but there's this. It's just uh, you know what. Mm. That's that would fail you nine poetry. Mm. Um, in school, so I think maybe you're right. You know, there's no, there are no A and R guys now. Like we're putting a record together. This is what it is. And, yeah. Um, I just, it's just, it seems to happen so often, and I wonder if that's why just they don't sell records because there are no, there's no quality control like there was. Well, I'm not saying I'm not. It's not. I'm not coming at this go. You know, oh, I'm a songwriter and I know everything about songwriting. But I, I just feel like um, you kind of you can compare their their past their current work to their past work, and in many respects, it it stacks up really well. And in vital ones, we go this could be this could be big, and the reason why it can't be big is because I, th- I think there are often it's lyrically. Yeah. Um, sometimes it's musically, like, but. Um, you know some of the stuff like you know like Warrant put out an album it was like oh it's just it's close and it's you know it's in the vein of what the band is and stuff like that but it's a bit of a it's, it's not good enough yet mm. someone should be saying yeah yeah it's interesting isn't it particularly when you say Warrant because when when Warrant did those the last two albums with Janie Lane Ultraphobic and Belly to Belly um, 96 they're great records they are great records but they were on dinky little labels like yep. they didn't have a record company anymore. they were on no. CMC International yeah. where a lot of kind of hard rock bands that were big in the 80s that got pushed aside when here's a 10 gram recording kind budget of dark yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and we'll release it when, when yeah. Guns N' Roses changed everything and then, and then Grunge changed everything yeah. and these guys were like oh fuck what do we do now so um everyone you know got dropped from their record deals and all that sort of stuff but um those albums didn't sell because they weren't in fashion at the time but they're spectacular yeah um so it's still capable they're still capable of doing it but yeah he was he was the principal guy wasn't he yeah like he was the guy oh yes those kind of things interest me um so i yeah i i I'd seen a lot of comment about that song, uh, Steve Perry's song, and so I I listened and watched the video. It's a great video too, really cool video. Yeah, it is. That's yeah, just in a you know, it's a jam in, in a room and. Yeah, I, I. Yeah, I don't think he comes off particularly well. In the ah, video. you know, he's clumsy. He's a bit of a clumsy old fella. That's all right. We'll forgive him for that. <laughs> yeah, I just. But again, the quality control thing. I think they could have done. They could have done better. Yeah. Like if there was someone else just say, just a different edit. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And it, but it is good. It looks yeah. good. Um, I mean, I, it's actually not that hard to make something look good these days. Like you watch so much YouTube stuff. Yeah. 
Um, I got a couple of car guys that I watch um, that clearly do all their own stuff. They're clearly just using iPhones yeah. to do it all. And it fucking looks good. Mm-hmm. And that's where everyone's watching stuff. On their phone? Yeah. Yep. So it only has to look that good. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's all high def anyway, yeah. but it only has yeah. to look that good at that size. Yeah. I mean, I don't think anyone... I mean, does anyone watch the rock music channel on whatever... I mean, well, I'm, you know, I'm I sure know. people still yeah. do. But again, it's not like yeah. MTV actually has any music on it, so... No. Yeah, Yeah, people have got Foxtel, I think. I think probably... Um, I want to say CMC again. It's not what it is. The Country Music Channel. Yeah, that's CMC. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's yeah. no, not CMC Music Factory. No. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. That's uh, not weird. It's just a thing. Um, uh, <laughs> make a word out of those letters. What's that? CMC. Um... CMC. Um, I've got one. What? Circumcision? Oh, mucus. There you go. <laughs> Good. Oh. Yeah. I can even make a sentence out of those two. Yeah, you don't need a lot of mucus to make a circumcision. <laughs> Ew. Yeah. Ew. Yeah, um, circumcision without anesthetic is a good way to dry up the mucus. Hey, that's not bad. Dang it. Yeah. I got more It's fun. Start. Yeah, it's really fun. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I caught up with uh, with our friend Dan Tobias this week. Oh, lovely. Yeah. How is he? Uh, really good. Really good. He'd be good to get on. He would be great to get be on. Fascinating we guy. We can't. He's too, it's too late. He's, he's away for eight weeks as of, I think, this week. Okay. But when he comes back. When you come back, Dan. Yeah. Because yeah. you'll be watching this. Um. Dan has received worldwide acclaim uh, through festival shows and stuff with his one-man show, The Orchid and the Crow, which is all a one-man show he wrote about his um, journey with testicular cancer. And it's amazing, isn't it? I haven't seen it. Oh, did you not come no, that night? I did night? not come that night. Oh, okay. So I, wasn't I saw invited. It. I'm sure that's not true. I wasn't invited. I'm sure that's not true. I wasn't invited. Mm. Uh, but... I did know that the show was on, and I could have got another night, so it's irrelevant. <laughs> invited. Were you actually not invited? Uh, I don't know. It feels weird. To I me. may have been invited. How- Rob, when Leanne, did you? Sarah, when did you stop Sam. inviting me to stuff? I've never stopped inviting you to stuff. Ah, uh, I see. You can't play. Don't stop inviting. <laughs> oh, this is a 2018 rewrite. Mm. Yeah. You can't blame my new That's girlfriend on not inviting me to stuff in the past. I'm going to blame your new girlfriend for anything yet. No, you actually have to blame me for all that anyway. Yeah. 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 Uh, so that was really nice. Um, <laughs> he uh, he's, a, he's a real artist. I mean, he started out doing the sort of cover band thing and um, has really chosen to push all that aside now. He was the, he was the front man for 80s Enough for a long time. He was, yeah. And then... He was the on-again, off-again frontman for 80s Enough when he would come back to town after touring shows that he was doing. Um, and eventually venues were saying they wanted just, we need the one guy. Um, Does they still say that? <laughs> no. Yeah. Because hmm. it's not ever the same guy. In 80s Enough? Yeah. I think the point is that it is. Oh. In eight, not standard deliver. 
80s and You're up. right. I yeah. apologise. Yeah, no, no, you don't have to yeah. apologise. Um, so he now makes his living um, touring theatre shows, which is fucking... That he's written and performs <sighs> in. Yeah. That's great. Isn't it amazing? Yeah. It's... Well, it's really just, brave and really inspiring. Yeah, but it just, just goes to show if you if you put in the work and you and you get good, and he has, um, that there's uh, yeah, there's. So I've seen the, the show twice. He's the one man show. Yeah. He does a lot of stuff, but I've seen this particular one man show twice. So I saw the first season of it. What's the duo he's got? Is that still happening? Do well, I, um, do, do, no, okay, okay. <laughs> you won't be seeing that anytime soon. No, yeah, okay. no, no, no. Um, I'll talk to you about that off air, as it were. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, and then I saw the return season of it, and it's. I'd love to see it again, you know, after because it's. You know how stuff develops. You know, even just with what we do, like yeah. the cover stuff we do. How <coughs> it's not like we've ever rehearsed, so it just develops a rhythm. Yeah. its own as it yeah. goes along you know so he's been I guess he's been doing this for three years four years now Just getting comfortable yeah I want you to yeah. it's alright yeah that's that's the key to the stuff huh. um so that's some what's going on from me cool give me, give me some what's going on from you and then I've got something else uh well I uh, I had my uh <laughs> so I've just got a new idea I need to light the idea yeah <laughs> Uh, had my illness. I went to Sydney to see my friend Shelley and her family. That was nice until the next morning when I got sick. Uh, then it was less nice catching the train back to the airport, then hanging out at the airport for a while, then being on the airplane, and then coming oh, back. Fuck. I know. Oh, dude. Terrible. Oh, dude. I didn't know that part when we spoke earlier today. Yeah. Do you know, <laughs> on the first day, I went to toilet 11 times. 11 times. Why did you count? I, it got to the point where I go, how many times have I been to toilet? Okay. All right, twice there, remember that? <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yeah, it was... Um, oh, your poor little anus. Yes, it was raw. <laughs> yes. Thank <laughs> God for Savalon. Um, did you put Savalon on your butthole? Yeah, I was concerned. Wow, that's my nickname in high school, by the way. Savalon? On your butthole. Oh, on your butthole. <laughs> Savalon on your butthole. Oh, like, the sorry. whole thing. Oh, it's not butthole. a contraction. <laughs> There definitely needs to be sometimes. I'll tell you what. <laughs> you go right in I've there. I've got good control. Um, <laughs> oh, dude. Anyway. Uh, oh, sick on airplanes the worst. Yeah. I, 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 um. Not as bad as I went to, where did I come back from? My friend Nat and I went to Queensland a couple of months ago. I came back and the guy sat next to him on a plane and just did this, picked his nose all the time and went. <laughs> and just one time a booger landed on my arm. I'm not a violent man, but I almost was, and there was almost murder on the oh god dance floor. <laughs> Get these motherfucking boogers off my motherfucking arm! What? What a piece of work! <laughs> Just like didn't think anyone was noticing, and because I was wearing a t-shirt. Oh, he, dude, well, every, on your arm, arm. Yeah, but every time he went. Yeah, you could Air feel it. Was like I've got a hairy arm. Yeah, yeah, you could. He was ruffling your Neanderthal. It, it, 
if I really could make a TV, comedy TV show about the absurd things people have done around me when they didn't think I was aware, mm. we could together make it. I reckon I do things that... You're obscene! <laughs> <laughs> Actually, if we should take that audio out of that, I reckon that'll sound really good. <laughs> You're obscene! <laughs> See, I'll never be able to do it again, so... We, okay. Yeah. Um, uh, I, um... I had a stop. Another idea. <laughs> I had a um, an overnight stopover in Bangkok on my way from Singapore to Phuket. Until I wasn't there. No, you weren't. You weren't invited. Yeah. Um, Again. Uh, and I took some really bad drugs in in Bangkok and was oh, I've done that. Really sick. Huh. Uh, yeah. Mm. And was. This was at the height of, I want to say SARS, where everyone was very highly attuned to anyone who might be presenting in any sort of Do you like that drink? Way. Yeah. yeah. Big SARS. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan. Okay. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Was it Big SARS here? It was Woodroffs, oh. which was a South Australian. I don't know. It just means sarsaparilla. Yeah. Yeah, I used to like it. I occasionally have one. Um, like I have soft drink maybe once every six months it's, and it's almost exclusively vanilla coke in a can if I'm going to have it because I just fucking oh, love it I remember vanilla coke oh my god vanilla <laughs> miller vanilla vanilla yeah. coke yeah mcgilla gorilla coke yeah. it's fake it's purple oh <laughs> miller okay. vanilla coke um sounds like coke but it's not the real thing yeah <laughs> and my buddy woke me up early the morning we were supposed to be going he said do you want to come and get a coffee and I said yeah I was, yeah alright I sat on the edge of the bed oh uh no 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 you go and get it you do what you need to do I'm just going to lay here for a while and I slept I, re- I went straight back to sleep and slept for another couple of hours and, and uh then we had to get up and go and I vomited out the door of the taxi on the way there and then we're at the airport and it's Bangkok airport so it's a um, a shuttle bus to get from the departure gate to the aeroplane and <laughs> my two mates are sitting opposite me like it's you know jump seats kind of thing the two mates are sitting opposite me and I'm sitting next to a complete stranger as in he was entirely there and I didn't <laughs> know who he was <laughs> um, <laughs> A complete stranger? Yeah. yeah. Oh, God, I only know partially complete strangers. Just think from a perfect stranger. <laughs> oh, look, that hair, that hair's perfect. Um, and, uh, I mean, I don't know what colour I was, but it kind of been pleasant. I was obviously going to... My, my two mates are scrambling to this guy next to... Because he had a plastic bag with yeah. him. Get, yeah. Give him so, the bag. Yeah. What? The bag, the bag. What? Just and they grabbed it and tipped all this stuff out. Oh, and, wow. oh, fuck. And just trying to be unobtrusive to get on an international flight and be vomiting. Wow. So, so yeah, I feel yeah. your, not your anus, but yeah. certainly your, your penis. Yeah. Uh, it was rough. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Mm. That's life. That's life. That's what other people see. <laughs> What is that? Uh, You're getting emails. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. I'm very popular. Yeah. Because uh, I'm doing Dracula stuff at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> How many songs have you got to do? Uh, well, 
uh, because the new okay because Dracula's oh, how many songs have we got to do uh, what do you think I'm what you got to count for me <laughs> I realised halfway <laughs> through looking at your face um, how many songs do you have to do <laughs> I had to do one one song ah, 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 ah. who's your challenge two two yeah well he, well, he was a bit he was a bit Italian. What do you mean? Well, because Dracula's got a bit of Italian about him. What? Well, he's from Transylvania, which is just oh, yeah, across just the border. Close from... from... It is. Is it? Well, no. <laughs> Let me ask you this question then. Oh, yeah. okay. So uh, I've been doing Dracula stuff. Because the new show opens on uh, Melbourne Grand Final Day. Uh, the 28th. Ninth. Mm-hmm. 28th? 9th. 28th? No. Stop saying it. <laughs> <laughs> no. Nah. 29th. 29th. <laughs> of September. <laughs> um, didn't doubt you for a second. <laughs> no. No. No, you didn't. Except those four times third. you said the 28th. <laughs> or a fifth. I didn't doubt you for a fifth. <laughs> <laughs> um... So I, I had backing vocals to do on uh, one of the songs today, but I couldn't because um, I was tired. Yeah. Did you say I was tired? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You'd be a great four-year-old. <laughs> I was tired. <laughs> <laughs> have you, Matthew, Matthew, have you done the vocals for Dracula's? I was tired. tired. How many songs have you got to do? One. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, I've good. got. I've actually only got one song. Oh, that's what I was going to say because um, Dracula's is no longer operational here in Melbourne, um, but the, the Gold Coast venue is going great guns. Um, the new show is kind of like a a hybridy best of. So there's a new version of one of their sort of old classic acts. There's a couple of new songs, um, and then I've got to do the, you know the finale, which always takes forever because it's. Chop bits yeah, of yeah, five songs sort of so all the cast get to do their bits and pieces and then an encore on top of that. So um so that's what I need to work on this week. Uh but of course I did a two hour final set at my gig last night, so I, I was in no position after four hours sleep and, yeah. and an hour and a half. I felt release. like I had a two hour final set last night. I bet you did. <laughs> Poor little fell. Yeah. Aww. Um here's the thing. Dom. What's that? Is that a TV show? Here's the thing. Oh, it's Mark Marin, isn't it? Isn't that his TV show? No, what's it called? Oh, yeah. it's, a TV, it's a TV show. Yeah. What's his podcast called? What's the fuss? No. Something what? like that. Anyway, never mind. Okay. He's well. funny, though. I like him. <laughs> oh, call me what you like. I'm a woman I be. This is just another one of God's people. Etymology. What's etymology? <laughs> what do you have for breakfast? Uh, High etymology. Um, vomitorium. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's a really simple one. I mean, it's not simple, but it's just, a, it's just, there's no, that's an, this is actually not etymology so much as, what does that word mean? I thought I'd bring it up because of everything you'd been bringing up for right. the last four days. Well, didn't they used to go to a hall and feast and vomit and feast and vomit and feast and vomit? Like, that's how the old Greeks and Romans used to party their asses off. Why is it always about donkeys with you? Yeah. It's two in a row. Two donkeys in a row. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, 
No. No. It's um, it's an entrance or an exit in ancient Roman buildings. Oh, that makes sense. Nothing to do with vomiting. Oh, well, how's this? Speaking of which, when you go to Rome and you, um, you want to leave somewhere, it's called an ushita. The exit is an ushita. Really? Yes. Which is funny. If you speak English and you know what happens from an exit, you <laughs> should. Um, <laughs> yeah. And uh, go on. So, destra means right, as in the opposite of left. Um, so, if you're on a train in Italy, it'll tell you what platform to get off at. So, like, uh, destra ushita. Um but. Left is sinestra, sinister, because Latin is, of course, so persecutory to people who are cursed by the devil. No! The left-handed people were sinister. Sinestra. This is... That's fucking great. Yeah, how's that? So my... My... Left-handed sister. Wow, I really thought you were going to make a My Left Foot reference then, but go on. Oh, well. <laughs> no. Yes. Yeah. Your left-handed sister is She's sinister. sinister. <laughs> She's your sister. Cursed by the devil. Because they were like devil's right hand. How's that? It's I've good. got a word. Yeah, go on. Uh, from the Book of Words. Oh, the Book, Book of, of Worms. Words. What do you think curfew means? Well, where did a curfew came from? Come from. Where did curfew come from? <laughs> came from. It's been a long year. Have <laughs> <laughs> all those lives. Ah. <clears throat> uh, so to have a curfew means that you have a um, a finite length of time in which you're allowed to do a certain thing, or. A specified time at which you have to stop doing a certain thing. Yes. Uh, so that you would you would curtail your activities. Yes. Hmm. Okay. Few, lots <gasps> of people. No. Have, no. no, 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 no. No, what, I can't. Go on. What would... So, cur, yes. Few, if it was uh, from a different language, what would you guess few might be? So, it's not F-E-W. No. F-E-U, yeah. French? Uh, yes. F? Mm. Yeah. F-E-U. But I don't know what it means. Yeah. I know the word. Uh-huh. Un f. It's male. It's uh. It's not un. I can't... I cannot remember what it means. Go on. Right. The curfew was a medieval law devised to minimise the risk of fire. Ah, motherfucker. Yeah, the regulation was known in old French as curfew. Later, curfew. Literally, cover the fire. Good. Uh, Which gave curfew in Anglo-Norman, or curfew in Middle English. Each evening, usually at 8 o'clock, a bell would ring... And to signal to that was the cue, by the way, for my computer to go <laughs> ping, extinguish the fire or to cover the embers with a special lid until morning. 
In time, curfew was applied to the bell, as well as the regulation. Indeed, in the earliest English references, which date from the 13th century, the word is obviously applied to the signal or to the hour of its ringing. Using the curfew bell as a means to controlling activity in a town is very long established. It's a tradition that of the curfew was introduced into England by William the Conqueror, who then used the bell to prevent seditious groups meeting under cover of darkness. So no one's allowed out after curfew, and no. if you're out, you're in trouble. Uh, blah, 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 oh, yeah. Look at history repeating itself. Unbelievable. <clears throat> it's good, huh? Yeah, great. Good one. Curfew. What is that book? The Chronology of Words and Phrases, A Thousand Years in History of English by Linda and Roger Flavel. Goodness gracious, I'm sorry I asked. Yes. <laughs> I, can read, I, I can read it. Oh, is that your bookmark? I thought that was a thing. Oh. I thought you had something to show me. I no, thought it was a, a, it's a... No, that's my bookmark, mate. Uh, yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's a Christmas card I got from my neighbour. Nice. Who found my chickens when they flew over the fence three years ago. Aww. Yeah. Um, I think Becky's got chickens, new chickens. God, she okay? She didn't have them. Oh. She didn't give birth to them. All right. Well, no, she hatched them. <laughs> In no way... Did they escape her? <laughs> so she's not getting laid. Ah, oh, come on. Good joke. No, it's good. Oh, okay. It's a good joke. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so she is? Oh. What came first? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Wow. <laughs> this, again, this is the second thing we need to talk about off air. What? <laughs> what? The way I just ramble on in podcasts no no um, no no I'll talk to you about the first thing about Dan and then the other thing about who came first ah uh, the <coughs> rooster <laughs> oh surely okay right out of the yeah, yeah okay yeah good <laughs> it's a goodness it's a redundant mate. question I uh I did a gig in ba- I did a wedding gig in Ballarat on Saturday night cold good <laughs> Lord <laughs> Ballarat's cold um, The forecast snow didn't actually transpire So that's oh, So it was too cold to snow precipitate. Uh, Yeah It was That's too cold to snow Three degrees Feels like minus three point something. I love the, the feels like It's good It's hilarious Because I walked outside at midnight To pack my stuff into the car And You went Oh my god it does feel like minus Well three. I was still just in suit pants Like I wasn't in jeans or anything And yeah. you know I mean they're it's like one of my grey ones and it's um <laughs> the suit yeah <laughs> um so it's light so my gonads just crawled up inside me <laughs> and found themselves like a hitherto unknown organ to yeah. hide themselves in yeah. ridiculously fucking cold no like Luke Skywalker in the Tauntaun and Empire Strikes Back. They were very much like that. <laughs> they forged themselves a new warm hidey hole. <laughs> nice. Don't worry, they'll be back for Return of the Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put little Shwam. fucking buns on them, like Princess Leia. Oh, good. Yeah. Yep. Not, not uh, what do you call those things? Not Matt, earmuffs. I was going to say Matt, muffs. I was gonna say Matt Burgers. <laughs> Matt Burgers? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, ball muffs. Uh, ball muffs. Not yeah. nut warmers? I think that's a... That's a <laughs> is 
a seaside town in the UK. Yeah, Bournemouth. Yeah. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> I think it's gone well. Life? Or just the, the naming, of, naming of towns? The podcast the naming of towns. today. That's another thing we go, why has this thing got named by this? Oh, huh? yeah, town names are fucking great. Yeah. Particularly, I think Australia is great because I really do think, I think there are a lot of things named in Australia by, um, uh, I guess, Anglo explorers who had an Indigenous Australian tracker or guide. I said, what do you call that over there? And he actually is, refer- I'm sure there are so many places they're referring to how much of an idiot the white man is, right? And so they would say a word and it doesn't actually mean... So that oh, yeah? I think there's a lot of, like, those in-jokes with the indigenous yeah, okay. guys who, like, were having a laugh and they're like, oh, this is what we're going to call it. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Put a list together. I like the sound of that. Yeah, yeah. I like the idea that that's... Uh... What's this place called? Wagga Wagga. <laughs> Oh, okay, great. Yeah, Wagga Wagga. Yeah. Pretty town, Wagga Wagga. Have you ever yeah, been there? Yeah, it's a beautiful town. Yeah. yeah. Why were you there? Uh, Andrew Merrifield's parents bought a hotel there. <laughs> well, bloody hell. And I went to school uh, with Andrew, and in the summer holidays, I believe, after grade six, my friend Mark and I caught a train from Melbourne to Wagga Wagga. Shit. We're 12 years old. Our parents let us catch a train together. Wow. Yeah. How like long a, was the train? Eight or nine hours. Oh, God, I thought it would have been longer outrageous. than that. Yeah. Yeah, wow. Yeah, we went out for a few days. They had a pool. Yeah. Twelve. Yeah. I think, it, oh, and the second time I went there, here's, this is something really funny, uh, was a, many years later, I think I was 19, and I went up to do a New Year's Eve gig with... Uh, band, I can't remember, I filled in for James Ryan and we played at that hotel but they didn't own it anymore. Oh shit. Yeah. I um, My experience with, well, I went there to play a backyard birthday party I think. A backyard? A wedding? Yeah, yeah. Wow. No, wedding. Yeah. Wedding. <clears throat> um, and they were lo- really lovely people that organised for everything for me and uh, I organised to hire a car because it was you know I mean it was I arrived on the wedding day and was going to leave the next day you know so Just the last thing they did yeah yeah yeah, cool. yeah. yeah. Uh, hired a PA up there for me like they took care of all that sort of stuff so all I had to do was really just walk in plug in and play um, except that when I got to the airport and tried to pick up my hire car my driver's license had expired <sighs> only by a couple of days yeah but I literally had no idea and uh Said to the girl, so, um, right, so what do I do now? And she said, I can't give you a car. (laughs) Oh. And the guy behind me said, I'll I'll take you into town, it's all right. Fucking Wagga. Brilliant. Legends. Just lovely country folk. Brilliant. Someone said And the next day someone drove me back. Like someone just randomly at the hotel heard me on the phone um, ringing a taxi. I'll take you back to the airport. We're going now, it's all right. Brilliant. Well, someone told me recently, like, oh, you know, country people are the best people. I went, what, compared to who? And that person said, oh, you know, city people are so unfriendly. I was like, I don't know. I spent a lot of time in the city. Like, I grew up in the country, and I met a lot of shitheads in the country. Like, 
and I've lived in the city for a long time. I don't live in the city anymore, but I did. I met a lot of lovely people in the city. Oh. Uh, maybe it's you. <laughs> and it's good. And uh, he the, said, "See, city people are pricks." Well, the response was, "No." Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe okay. it is them. But I mean, I don't disagree. There's lots of lovely people in the country, but I would like to just flat out say country people are better. <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, man. Like, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy, that kind of stuff. It is. Yeah. Uh, but yes, you do have... You, there is good and bad in everyone. Elvis Costello? No. <laughs> wow. Was that my yeah. Elvis Costello? Yeah. Uh, it certainly wasn't my Michael Jackson or Paul McCartney, which is what that song was. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, did I mention this on the last podcast? I listened to Thriller on vinyl. No. And... No, it's, you actually said it to me in real life. I oh, think. right. It's amazing. Apart from that song, that Paul McCartney, Michael... Ebony G- and Ivory? No, the girl... It was the girl oh. was mine. Oh, shit. Oh, I did a bad thing. Oh, right. Babe, Maddie did a bad, bad thing. Yeah, no, I was thinking Ebony and Ivory, which was... Stevie Wonder, Wonder and Michael Jackson. And Michael... Yeah. Is it? No, it's... it's no, no, it's... It's uh, Paul McCartney. Yeah. That's but really the girl is mine is a, it, I mean, just has no right being on that record. Particularly though, like the I'm still reeling from the idea that Ebony and Ivory might have been done by Michael Jackson and Stevie Wonder, <laughs> you know, because they're white and black. Well, he's definitely. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it doesn't matter if you're black or white. No, yeah. It, yeah. but apparently it did. I love it's that photographs of my penis. Mm-hmm. I, I just love that he released that song. Without any hint of irony at all. No hint of irony. Yeah. Uh, is The Girl Is Mine not a good song? No. Right. It's, Michael, it's, you're not going to fight about yeah. this. <laughs> oh, she's mine. Oh, she's mine. Yeah, it's great. It's like listening to, you know, the fat controller, you know, <laughs> tell off some kid on the platform. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, she's getting on my train. No, she's on my train. <laughs> terrible. Um, uh, no, in his defence, it's not, it's not atrocious, but compared to the rest of that record, yeah, which right. is just magnificent. Uh, um, and the thing is, you know what? Listening to it on record is so good because the guitar solo in Beat It doesn't sound out of tune when it's on record. Now, how is that possible? Well, it's just because records are crummy. To sell like crap. Yes. Like, they I, fucking do. There's no way. See, like, see, like I'm, I'm one of those like, cinema purists where I go, oh, I just look at film, you know, with all the flicker and the dust. It's so lovely. It is. But, you know, I, I way, way prefer to watch a digital. Sure. Print. It looks great. It yeah. sounds great. Nothing goes wrong. It's fine. Like, records sound like crap. And anyone tells you they don't sound like crap, like, is, like. No, no, you need the 180 gram vinyl. Shut yeah. up. I mean. Don't get me wrong, sitting down and listening to records is really cool and doing Super all the fun. it's really great. It's tactile, and it's visceral, it's, it's, yeah, a, the it's popping an experience. Is cool. Absolutely. It's really good. But And maybe there's an element in the fact that I'm listening to Thriller, which of a copy of Thriller which came out in the 80s. So maybe there's a fact that, well, I'm not listening to a version of Thriller that would be produced now from a digital master. Maybe it does sound a lot better. Sure. Right. But and maybe only the first ten times you listen to it will actually sound any good, and then after that. But I can tell you, I've got all these records. Just I put on, you know, Noiseworks Touch, fucking cool record. Sound like crap. 
compared to the fact that if you put on Spotify, you're like, whoa, is that what that song sounds like? And that's Spotify, let alone yeah. if you actually found a CD of it well, and put that on. You yeah. Know? yeah, yeah, 100%. So I find it was really enjoyable listening to, to a whole bunch of stuff on record. Uh, what did I put on? Janet Jackson's Rhythm Nation. It's like, there's, there's no, there's no bass in this. No, there's no bass in that in that album. Well, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. It's but crazy, dude. Yeah, it's just really, it's really interesting to think that uh, something in our, uh, in people's psychology with going back to vinyl thinks it's about, it sounds better. It's like anyone with ears and uh, 100%. you know at a brain can just go no that does not sound better mm. it's got a thing and it's got a character mm. sure that you might like but it's maybe it's the same thing the way people use language to say well the band sucks it's like no you just don't like them the band doesn't suck they uh, play fine they're not bad that song is good you just don't like it yeah, and you don't like maybe. it for some other reason other than the music you don't like it because the guy looks like that as opposed to it was like that yeah it's not crap I got ears I know what guitar playing is that's not crap um I think I said to you I listened just recently to an interview with Steve Stevens yes um he talked about so Steve Stevens uh was and is again Billy Idol's guitarist yes super fucking player incredible like yeah uh, I think a lot of people might only know him for lots of fucking whammy bar histrionics, but he's got chops, dude. Oh, he's an amazing player. And his flamenco yeah. stuff is really good. Yeah, he's like pink tights, stands on one foot, plays guitar. It's amazing. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Sometimes you don't even notice him in the garden. Okay. Weeks go by. All <laughs> right. <laughs> so he played on Dirty Diana. Yes. The Michael Jackson song. Yeah. And uh, he, so his stipulation when he did that session um, was that because he'd done session because he did a lot of session stuff and he turned up to I can't he, he may not have even named the artist because he was quite um, diplomatic about it all but he said he went to a session one time and, and the actual artist he was working for just wasn't there and there was just you know just and it, like it was him and the engineer yeah there you go okay great. So he said, Michael's got to be there and I need to be in the video. Great. And uh, I think the interview, interviewer asked him how much he got paid. He said, yeah, well, the thing about that is I, I didn't get paid. You aren't. So that was a thing. If you want to do that, you don't get paid. Well, yeah, I'll, I need to be in the video and I, I need Michael to be there was on the back of him getting in touch with Eddie Van Halen saying... How much did you charge for the Billy Jean session? Nothing. He said, I didn't. I, I was just there. So, yeah. And he said, Betty Van Halen didn't charge Michael Jackson to do the session. I don't think I can. That's great. Isn't that fucking cool? Yeah. What a great attitude. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. I thought but that was a great it's story. It's like um, not the same thing, but similar. Matt Robinson's record. I spent. I record like I recorded the drums. I'm pretty sure I recorded the drums. Like huh. um, I play. I'd look it up uh, on my CD collection. Yeah. I've given it to Steve. I recorded the, the bass. I recorded Steve's bass parts. I think I did all all of that. Um, and I did my stuff. 
Um, and he's like, oh. Did you record my stuff? No, you, you, you did that here. Did I? Yeah. Um, but it's like, oh, well, I've got budget to play. I'm like, dude, like, one day, one day I'll call you, you know, and I was a bit, it was a bit like a Godfather moment. One day I'm going to call you. <laughs> but, you know, I'll, yeah, it was, I guess it's certain things. You go, oh, just, yeah. On that, um, certainly with you having done that and me saying, did you, um, isn't it amazing that you and I have got to a point in our careers that, so I listen to, to big recording artists uh, talk about albums and songs and all that sort of stuff. And they, and I'm flabbergasted when these guys who I hold up as, you know, um, insp- inspiration to me and all that sort of stuff don't know all the ins and outs of all the shit because I've read the liner notes. Well, they haven't. Uh, they right, did it. Yeah, because they did they it. They did it fucking 15 remember. years ago. Yeah. I mean, I've poured over these notes <laughs> and just fucking every... And they were coked up and like... <laughs> yeah. And so I listened to these guys. I'm like, how can you fucking not know that? But now it happens to me. It's like oh, when right. I uh, pulled out that Matt Robinson album, Radio. Yeah. I have no... I no recollection of ever playing on that. Yeah, okay. My name's on it. Yeah. Playing guitar parts. And when I listen to it, it's like... Oh, that's me. Oh, yeah, that yeah. sounds like me. Yeah. No memory of it. Okay. At yeah. all. But you... I, I mean, that probably has a lot to do with the fact of where you record it. You're probably in here where you do so much stuff for so many projects that they all kind of meld into Well, I guess. But I mean, yeah, yeah that, but that's what I mean. It's kind of the same thing, isn't yeah. it? I, I just... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I guess so. It's interesting. Uh, yeah, I would. I would do. I guess it depends. De- depends what it is. I think. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm up in there about it. I'm t- now. I'm thinking about. It, it's like well, I wouldn't just play on anyone's anything. Like I'm busy. I got stuff to do. Um, mm. I I have trouble. So with our friend Rob, who has asked to sing on some of his stuff, you know any. It's like, uh, will you spend a day recording vocals on a song? I was like, oh, I'm tired. Like that, that's <laughs> I was tired. Yeah. And it's like seven hours recording. That's three gigs in one day. You know, ah, oh, oh, my head. Yeah. <laughs> the, like the thought of it's harrowing. And so yeah, yeah. Um, I look at my weeks and I go, I can maybe fit it in then, man. Like, because I can't do it. I can't do it on a week. I'm doing five days in a row. And that would be the sixth day. Yeah. You can't do it. Yeah. Um, remember when we did the... Of course you do. I'm really saying... Remember yeah. when we did the... For the benefit of... Yeah. Um, the podcast with Darren Holcomb. Yes. Yes. And later that evening, I was going to be singing on... He talked about his master's project. Yes. Go back and listen to episode 267? 59? Or 60? What? What are we up to now? 62? I'm sorry, you're absolutely right. Uh, I'm thinking of um, the Pot of Thunder podcast I listen to. They're up to 273. <laughs> <laughs> I just cross-correlated something. Orcs. So. Totes. Yeah, uh, we, we haven't done 270 podcasts. Nor. Nor. Um, uh, so, uh, he's talking about his master's project. So, we did vocals 
um, lead vocals and backing vocals on one of his songs that night. Um, and then part of the project is to see how online collaborations work and also how, like, here's the traditional studio situation of the producer and the engine, the recording engineer and the, and the artist coming in and doing their thing all in one place. Um, and then last week I recorded vocals, uh, lead vocals and backing vocals on a song of his here at home just to see for his master's project how it's all going to... Uh, how it all holds together as a as a, a multi song album, right? All done in different ways with different sorts of collaborations. So, but um, you know that's, and he had parts that he needed, but think about getting someone in to sing to get a uh, a singer in to sing your songs because you like you do that because you want their voice on it. Yeah. So that's um. Darren's pretty cool in just kind of letting me actually be a singer. Yeah. Like this is, this is the guide vocal. That's kind of where I want it. Let's just try it and see how it goes. It, and so I'll, you know, I'll do something and I'll, you know, make a variation on it. And he's like, yeah, that, that's not actually how I heard it, but that's, that's, that's pretty cool. Let's like, let's do that a few more times. And like, so kind of quite a collaborative process there. Um, interesting to do stuff here where I make decisions kind of unilaterally at least in the moment of this is how I think I'm going to sing this and then ship it off. Yeah, cool. So anyway, that's cool. Let's put it together. He found, he sent me just a tiny MP3. I, I told him when I spoke with him, I said, look, I've, I've uploaded them all so you can see what you think. Let me know. Um, that was a day early. So I said, like, I've done it all today. So you can have a listen to them. I said, on one of the local tracks, my cat comes in to talk to me about it all. So... So he just sent me the bit of Scritchy. <laughs> so I deliberately left that one on there just to see if you could. So he found it. Great. Scritchy found. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did you once know someone yes. whose job... You oh, did once know someone. I did. Whoa. Uh, whose job it was to be Celine Dion's... I did. ...line singer? I or, cannot think of what her name was. And... Am I right in remembering her job was to sing all the demo tracks of songs that were getting submitted yep. to Celine? Yep. Because she could sing so much like Celine. Yep. That, and with her phrasing and her tone, that uh, when the production company, I assume, when the manager heard it, they could go, oh, yes, I can imagine Celine doing this. That will narrow it down to these 30 songs and then we'll take these yep. to Celine out of the 120 we're presenting. Yeah. That was her job. I cannot think of her name. How's she was that? she was excellent. Wayne Jones, the bass player, was the conduit. He uh, he brought her into. To, was it Delta Goodrum? No, because she could do that. Oh really? Oh, she is Celine Dion. I mean, I. Yeah. Okay. I mean, maybe uh, she's as good. She's amazing. Delta is a phenomenal singer. Yeah, she's a phenomenal singer. Yeah, yeah, she is. Yeah. Not my um, thing. I'm not saying I like it, but I like that the noise that comes out of that woman is yeah. Amazing. Okay, I've yeah. never. I mean, I think Celine Dion's f- unfucking believable. Yeah, she's. I mean, the reason why she's is where she is is because there's no one like her. She's mm. stunning. Yeah. The um the seventieth birthday I'm playing at in a couple of weeks solo. Uh, it's through an agent. You've done more gigs than that. <laughs> um. Uh. They sent me through a 
Song list. Things they want to hear. Of course. And Celine Dion's on there. Yeah. Saw her in Brisbane. Oh, my God. I wrote back to the agent and said, what? I'm a male vocalist. Yeah. I said, I mean, as it happens, I actually do a Celine Dion song. <laughs> but to be honest, in the context of a gig, it's kind of a comedy showpiece. Yeah. My heart might go on, but my vocal won't. It's not even that one. <laughs> um, so, you know, I... And it's why I don't do much. It's why I don't do much work with agents because they do that sort of thing. Yeah, they don't bother to filter the results before they email the act and say, "So this is what they've asked for." Well, no, that's yeah. where you say um, you booked a male solo acoustic guitarist singer. What the fuck do you think by asking for Celine Dion? It's great. Do you know what? To, to That's be, what they're supposed to be getting their fucking 15% for. Well, the, to be fair, not to, to, not so much to the agent. It's like, you know, I was the other day someone said, do you know, do you know Joe Lane? Like, so, like, you know, the, now we do live in a world these days where... I know Andrew Fat as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, we do live in a world where YouTube is just full of people doing their own versions of songs where it's an uncanny sure. interpretation of it. So um, th- there is that thing of, oh, you know, maybe he does a version of that and it'll that's great, you know. So, I mean, it's different when that's a different scenario. Do you know something? No, I don't. <coughs> oh, great. But not to get booked through an agent who goes, this is what they've asked for. Yeah. yeah. I, I think yeah. the main thing to me is that um, if a, I mean, it's a 70th birthday party. Let's assume that, the, and this, the wife's organising, so let's just assume she's 70 as well. Yeah. If she says, these are suggested songs, and look, her email. Oh, they're for her then, they're not for the husband. Uh, no, Jesus. But they're totally lovely. And it yeah. was not, you know, unless he can do these songs, it's not happening. Yeah. Like, it'll all, be, it'll all be completely fine. And it was all very, I'm sure Matt's got, you know. Plenty of songs. Yeah, yeah. But it was really quite specific, and it was stuff like that. Yeah. Um, they're not thinking, um, if, if it hadn't have been that she said, we saw her in Brisbane and oh my God. Yeah. That's not, that's a different thing. That's, they want somebody to sing that song and be fucking blown away. But, yeah. and it's like, I'm not skinny enough to be slain on the side <laughs> from anything else. Uh, she does get that resonance from being hollow. Um, <laughs> well, I'm serious. Yeah. Um, you mean like hollow bones, like a yeah. like a little hummingbird? Yeah, yeah, yeah. From having like small cavities to vibrate through, yeah. Um, it's so interesting to look at someone's physiology and go, "Oh, that makes sense." That sound. Yeah. Yeah, like Steven Tyler, like to like the size of that mouth, and therefore like the physiology of everything that goes with that, and into the, and then you see him singing and what how his neck kind of fans out. You go, "Oh, yeah, that that make that's why I can't do that." Huh. Yeah. This is really interesting. Jeez, he can still sing. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. He's but like 110 years old. Another guy who, you know, tried to go country and, you know. Honking on Bobo? Songs were not good. Is that is that the album? Yeah, the harmonica I album? I don't know if that's the album, but I heard a few songs. I went, yeah. Um, 
But at least so many of Aerosmith's <laughs> songs were kind of country. Oh, they though. are though. Yeah, yeah. Like so, so many of them. Yeah. Um, but what a fucking. Here's band. the thing about. Um, here's the thing about like talking about your um, experience with the agent and you know punters asking for things, not really knowing the difference. I was holding my guitar at a gig on Saturday, <laughs> sitting on a chair, set up, guitar in hand. Are you the DJ here every Saturday? No. Oh, so you don't play every week? No, I play here every second week. Ah, so you DJ here every second week? No, I'm not a DJ. I never have been. I probably never will be. (laughs) I wasn't even, like, I could have just said, no, I'm an acoustic before. I I could have been a nice person about it. But she was easily my age. I was just flabbergasted at how, uh, that she just didn't know what she was saying. I wasn't insulted, right? I was just like, no, you should know better. Like, that's, yeah. yeah. I mean, I know you can't tell someone's IQ by the way they look, but she didn't look that dumb. I was angry. Really? Yeah. Because it was the same thing. Like, and then on Sunday night, have you guys got... No, I haven't got anything. <laughs> yeah. I know we've mentioned this before on the podcast. Like, I haven't got anything. It's do you know if you're a performer? Not have you got... It's not a freaking MP3 file in my brain. Yeah, nuffs. Ha ha. Ha if you've learned anything from this podcast is that I'm not always a nice guy <laughs> he mostly is yeah but not always mm. don't ask me if I've got something unless um, it's gastro which I had oh god <laughs> don't got it anymore though are you going home I'm yeah, staying here I'm going home okay yeah alright All right. we should probably finish up then yeah it's, it's quite a, late oh it's an hour and 13 too oh fuck me <laughs> no I'm going home fuck can't say I didn't offer Slaughter biscuits. <laughs> oh, yeah. That kind of thing. <laughs> Bye.